That's what he's saying, that if you really love Jesus, you ought to seek communion with him. You ought to draw near. You ought to want to know him better. Yeah, yeah, I want a little more Jesus. How do I get it? Seek communion with Jesus. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you're with us today. You know, pastor, for some of us, we hear the word communion and the first thing that comes to mind is the Lord's Supper, the bread and the wine. And you're saying seek communion with Jesus. What do you mean by that? Uh, well, just, I don't think you're talking about uh, the Lord's Supper here. No, I'm, I'm talking about, I just break the word down, communion, co Union. In other words, you want a deeper fellowship with the Lord. Let's get practical. Mm -hmm. Let's help people to understand what I mean by that word. How do you build a relationship with your wife or with your boo? You spend time. Mm -hmm. And the more time you spend, uh, the more you get to know them. And generally, especially if you're in love with them, the closer the two of you become. Uh, how do you learn to become more efficient and effective at a job, especially one that you've never done before? You spend time doing it. How do you get better at it? You spend time doing it. You can take that analogy as far as you like and apply it to anything else that you like. Uh, so how do you build communion? Man, you spend time and, and with Jesus to build communion with him, you got to spend time in that which helps us to know him better. The word of God, prayer, worship, fellowship, all of those things are designed uh, to bring us closer to him. And so those are the things that we need to do to facilitate communion with Jesus Christ. Is that helpful? It's very helpful. All right. And I think you're in store for more help in just a moment as we uh, get rolling with today's message. It's entitled, Do You Need More Jesus? So let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10 as we begin. Here's Pastor Ford. Someone asked me, what would you be if you were not Christocentric? My response to them is I'd be ashamed of myself. Amen. Yeah, because I understand that the Bible says in him we live and move and have our being and apart from him we can do no thing. Oh yeah, I'm in Bible territory. Yeah, that's all right. I'll preach to myself uh, because Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking, the word literally means to gaze at, to fix your focus on, looking unto Jesus because he started this thing and he's finishing this thing. Amen. That is, that is, we look at it. Jesus didn't get the thing started and we got to keep up the payments. Ain't that right, Richie? No, no, no. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had lift the crimson stain. He washed me. Is anybody in here washed? Has anybody been renewed? Has anybody been made a new creature in Jesus Christ? Is there anybody that understands uh, that Jesus is the best thing uh, that ever happened to me? 
Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in the right territory now. I got a praising church. Yeah, because whenever you begin to look at it, uh, the, the, the most well-known of all the Psalms, Psalm 23, L listen to what David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Now we don't know whether he was running from Absalom or whether he was running from Saul, but it really doesn't make a difference. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When somebody take, take, trying to chase you to take your life, it don't matter who it is. Their goal is the same. And David, in the midst of all of that running, you know what he said, Pastor Betts? He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, I, I like it. Why? Because everything I need is in my shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what somebody did. It's a great piece. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So he broke it all the way down. I shall not want for rest, for he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I shall not want for peace, for he leadeth me beside the still waters. I shall not want for restoration because he restoreth my soul. Anybody need to be restored? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shall not want for guidance for he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I shall not want for courage for though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will not want for companionship for thou art with me. I will not want for comfort because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I shall not not want for sustenance because thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I shall not want for blessing because thou anointest my head with oil. I shall not want for fullness. My cup runneth over. I shall not want for abundant life for goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall not want for eternal security because I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah, he's all I got, but I came to tell somebody he's all I need. I don't need nobody else. Because long as I got King Jesus, long as I got King Jesus, long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Yeah, somebody know what I'm talking about. That's it, yeah, I tell you. Everything I need is in Jesus, Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 3, blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Paul says everything we need is in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All of our blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He said our victory, we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our, our dominion over the devil in heavenly places in Christ Jesus is all in Jesus Christ. Amen. As a matter of fact, uh, you know what I do? I minister swims. I used to sign, God bless you. Here's how I sign it now. Ephesians 1, 3, God blessed you already. <laughs> yeah, blessed is past tense. Amen. So now when you get a note from me, I'll never say God bless you. Uh-uh, no, God blessed you already. Amen. He gave you eternal life. He blessed you already. Yeah, he sent Jesus to die for He blessed you already. Yeah, he wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. He blessed you already. Yeah, he gave you health in your body, strength in your, in your limbs, sense in your head, Bible in your hand. Jesus, he blessed you already. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I tell you, if I didn't have to catch a plane, I'd take me a praise break right now. Amen. Now, it becomes paradoxical because I know I have all this in Jesus. Then is anybody feeling me out there? Then why is it sometimes I don't sense his presence? Uh -huh. 
then why is it sometimes the things that I don't want to do that I do and the things that I do want to do that I don't? Uh, uh, am I the only one in here? Uh, am I the only one that, that, that do the don't and don't the do? A am I the only one? Oh, okay, I guess, okay, praise the Lord. I see those hands. <laughs> yeah, and so why is it that, that, that I need deliverance and, and I just can't seem to get it? Uh, uh, why is it I need more power and I, I just can't? Wait a minute, there's a dead monkey on the line somewhere. Why is it uh, that there are times when I don't sense his presence, his nearness, I don't feel the comforting power of the Holy Spirit filling me, overshadowing me, anointing me, just doing his job? What's going on? Why is it when I have all this in Jesus, I don't feel close to him? Y'all heard about the old couple, they were driving out in the country, nice sunny day, and uh, she was by the door, he was driving. They saw a young couple in a car in front of them, and uh, it looked like uh, one head and two bodies. And uh, they were all snuggled up. Matter of fact, he wasn't even driving the car where he's supposed to be driving it. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and so she said, you remember, in our younger days, we used to be like that. We used to be all snuggled up as we were driving, just lovey-dovey. Your arms were around me. He looked at her and he said, well, all I can tell you is I ain't moved. <laughs> I came to tell somebody, God ain't moved. He hasn't, if you don't feel close to him, it ain't a God problem. It's a you problem. Oh, yeah. God hasn't moved. He's still sitting on his throne. Christ hasn't moved. He's still living in you as the hope of glory. The Holy Spirit hasn't moved because he's still sealing you until the day of redemption. John Piper said it this way. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Uh, John Piper is a living theologian. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, and so I don't know if you're like me, but, but, but here's what I want to preach about today. I need just a little more Jesus. To help me along the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I need now now, Brother Richie, it is paradoxical. Let me tell you why. Because I am told by scripture all the Jesus I need is already in me. Then, then what's the problem? Wait a minute, how do I get more of what I already have all of? Oh, y'all ain't gonna pray with me today. How do I get more of what I already got all of? Yeah, okay, now what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The capacity to hold more is based on your ability to allow Jesus to fill you more. You already got all you need of it. Yeah, you just need just a little more Jesus. Amen. 
Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Bible teacher here on Treasure Truth with the first part of a message, Do You Need More Jesus? from Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to continue this teaching in just a moment. If you want to find out more about this program or about past programs or upcoming broadcasts, you can always come to our website. Uh, it's treasuretruthradio.org, and you can check out the program schedule. You can also download each program through iTunes to your favorite audio player. And if you do happen to use iTunes, would you go ahead and rate the podcast? By doing so, you'll help us be found by even more people. Well, let's get back to the message once again. Here's Pastor Ford. Now, how do I get a little more Jesus? Let me tell you how to get a little more Jesus. Uh, because Hebrews 10.22 helps us out how to get a little more Jesus. Now, I got to tell you the context before I tell you the content that you need to understand what was happening here is uh, the book of Hebrews was written to the Hebrews to tell the Hebrews to stop being Hebrews. Because what they were doing is this, they were in danger of abandoning the reality of Jesus Christ for the ritual of the temple. They wanted all the form and the fashion. In other words, they wanted to abandon the cross for the commandments. They wanted to abandon the Lord for the law. They were leaving relational access for religious activity. And the writer of the book of Hebrews said, that's not going to work. Oh, okay, I, I got I to come and get you. In other words, they left the church for the club. Now, let me just say this. You can be in church and not be in Christ. And uh, listen, the devil don't care where you go to hell from. As long as you go, you can go to hell from the church and you can go to hell from the club. And, and somebody told me, but you have more fun going to hell from the club. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, but you left, you left the man for a man. And can you imagine now God is looking and saying, you left me for that? You left me for that? Yeah, you put his book down and now you're always on Facebook. And the writer of the book of Hebrews says, Jesus is better. He's better. He is the best thing that you've ever had. He's better. And he starts off saying, he's better than the prophets. Why? Because they gave the message. But Jesus, he is the message. He's better. Said he's better than the angels because they're created. But Jesus is the creator. He, he created all of them. He says, yeah, yeah. He's better than Moses because Moses was a therapon. It's only used one time in Hebrews 3, it's the highest word of the seven words for servant. And, and it says, he, Moses was the only one ever called a therapon. Uh, but he says, but Jesus is a son. And he goes on and on and on and makes a comparison and lets everybody know, you like the tabernacle. Don't you know uh, that the word became flesh and tabernacled among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth? Jesus is better. Man, I, I went home to Pittsburgh and uh, I saw I saw an old girlfriend. I didn't recognize her. She recognized me. She said, Bo, and she smiled and she didn't have too many teeth. And uh, she, 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 I'm telling you. And, and so I looked at her and I thought, man, I was hooked up with that. Then I thought about what I had in Chicago waiting on me. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I said, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. When I make a comparison between the old and the new, the new is better. Yeah. And he says, look, make a comparison. Is anybody out here going to stand when I say, when I call your name, Jesus is better than crack cocaine. Come on, stand up. If you find he's better, he better than alcohol. Come on, come on. He better than, he better than sex. He better than drugs. 
He's better than money. He's better than a job position, education. Jesus is better. Amen. You can sit down. You can sit down. Yeah, he's better. Yeah, he's better. Yeah, he says, how in the world can you leave the one that took our place? So I need just a little more Jesus. How do I get him? Let me drop him. I'm not going to push him. Uh, number one, here's what Hebrews 10.22 says. Now, there are three invitations in this text. Uh, you find one. Uh, it's all based on verses 19 through 21. Uh, verse 22, let us draw near. Verse 23, let us hold fast the profession. And verse 24, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good work. So three invitations, but it's all based on what? It's based on, listen to this, having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, now let us come. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, Jesus Christ prepared a new way. Uh, you don't need a lamb. You don't need a bullock. He is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So what he's saying in essence is this, we can go because of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he paved the way with his blood, not with asphalt. With his blood, not with cement. He paved a new way. It's a bloody road. And Jesus Christ paid it off. Some of you may have heard about uh, a soldier in the army named Juan. And uh, Juan was in the foxhole with four other men. And uh, uh, it's in Afghanistan. They threw a grenade in the foxhole. Juan was the first one to see it. He dived on it. And when he did, boom. It blew him to pieces. The concussion from the grenade knocked all the other four guys out. But when Juan came down, his blood was all over him, body parts all over, all over them. When the enemy came in and looked in the foxhole, he saw all the remains in the blood and thought they were all dead. And so they didn't shoot and kill the rest of them because they thought they were already dead. Come here, come here, come here, come here. You know, you know what's going to happen. Uh, the devil got to look over us and, and death and hell in the grave got to look over us. You want to know why? Because when they look into the foxhole of our life, they see that we're covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. It looks like we already dead because we are dead in trespasses and sins, but then we are dead, buried, raised in a newness of life in Jesus Christ. I wonder, is there anybody that just wants a little more Jesus? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so he says that we ought to seek communion with Jesus. That's the first one. Seek communion with Jesus. He says, draw near. Now, let me tell you what this word, draw near, means. It's one word in the Greek. It literally means to approach somebody, to get close to them based on your closeness to them. Mm. So let me tell you what I did this morning. I asked Deacon Frank Rousson to bring little Frankie up to the stage. And I said, here's what we think, draw near. And I walked toward Frank. And I said, no, 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 no. It's more like little Frankie. Now let him walk, there's a big difference because little Frankie is walking to him based on the fact that they have a closer relationship. And so he wants to be close to his daddy and his daddy wants to be close to him. That's what he's saying, that if you really love Jesus, you ought to seek communion with him. You ought to draw near. You ought to want to know him better. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a little more Jesus. How do I get it? Seek communion with Jesus. Uh, remember what Paul said in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Now, I got in trouble for this illustration, baby. I want to tell you this. Uh, but remember the first time that I ever did the dinner for you and you didn't know about it. I called your girlfriend. I said, girlfriend, come scoop your girlfriend and y'all go shopping on me. And so then uh, she said, yeah, how much money going to give us? I said, I'm going to pay for everything. I'm going to give y'all $25. <laughs> and she said, $25? That ain't going to get us gas to River Oaks. I said, okay, I ain't going to be cheap about it, 30. <clears throat> so she scooped her girlfriend, took her on out. I had did some things, had the house all straightened up, had gone to the florist, and I got six uh, bundles of 11 roses, put one in the living room, one in the kitchen, one in the dining room, one in the bathroom, and two in the bedroom. Then I came back, I started my dinner. At that time, her favorite food was stuffed Cornish hens. I made the, the, the stuffing from uh, scratch, wasn't no stove top. You know, so I did, I did a, uh, what's her name? The Ray girl, I always call her wrong. Rachel Ray, I did a Rachel Ray. And then I did a broccoli with cheese over it. And then I got wild rice and gravy and had everything set up. And then uh, her girlfriend brought her home and, and she let her out and sure enough, she didn't get out the car. And uh, she came up, had her shopping bags and she came in the door and I said, sweetheart, your servant awaits your every command. And I began to tell her about how much I love her, how much I care, all the sacrifices she did. And, and then she said, oh, this is so sweet. She started crying, I started crying. Then I said, come on, I, gotta, I took her upstairs where, in the bedroom where I had the card table with the tablecloth over it. And then my sparkling Welch's grape juice. Then I brought the, brought the dinner up and we had, we had this candlelight dinner with the aromatherapy candles wafting through the air. And we just talking and talking and talking. And then after that, it ain't none of y'all business. So you say, now why share that? Because that's what he's talking about. Draw near to Jesus. The word no is often used of the intimacy between a husband and a wife. Am I right, Richie? It's used between a husband and, am I right, Pastor Betts? Am I right, Elder Dixon? That's right. And so, and so it don't, don't get scared or scared. He said, draw near to Jesus, create an intimate scene. How do I do that? Okay, let me drop them. I'm not going to push them. You ought to love Jesus, 1 John 4, 19. You ought to listen to Jesus, Mark 12, 29 to 30. You ought to lean on Jesus, Galatians 2, 20. You ought to live for Jesus, Philippians 1, 21. You ought to learn of Jesus, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. You ought to labor for Jesus, Ephesians 2, 10. You ought to look for Jesus, 2 Timothy 4, 8. And you ought to want to be with Jesus. Revelation 22, 20. Seek communion. If you want a little more Jesus, then you need to seek communion with Jesus. Well, unfortunately, we are going to have to pause the teaching right there. You're listening to a message called, Do You Need More Jesus? It's from Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to continue this teaching on our next broadcast. But if you want to make sure that you don't miss that, obviously, you can be listening to the radio. Other ways you can listen, you can come to the website, listen online, or you can sign up to begin podcasting this program. You'll find those links at treasuredtruthradio.org, as well as an opportunity to support this ministry because we are totally listener-supported, dependent upon your generosity. You can give your gift by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says Make a Donation. We need both the ongoing monthly gifts and the single one-time gifts. 
Either way, come to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, thanks for listening today. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.